Hi, it's Sally Wagner, and welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest, Alyssa Couture. Alyssa, welcome. Thank you so much, Sally, for having me. I'm very happy to have you here, and I'm going to introduce you with your bio, and then we'll have a fabulous conversation. How about that? Nice. Alyssa Couture is an author and fashion entrepreneur. She is currently focused on her fresh inspired healthy fashion campaign in conjunction with promoting her fashion book, Healthy Fashion, The Deeper Truths, which establishes an alternative approach to clothing. Alyssa is a fashion industry expert with over 15 years of fashion industry experience in a number of roles. Some of these include fashion business, fashion design, creative directing, styling, merchandising, journalism, fashion retailing, and fashion show production. Apart from fashion, she has a spiritually driven lifestyle, having previously lived in several ashrams and monasteries. She is a professional fine artist illustrator with published and sold works to follow. She is a major foodie and former chef claiming five-star reviews. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Alyssa has lived and worked in New Hampshire, New York City, New Jersey, West Virginia, Michigan, and in her most favored and current location, California. Her love of travel has given her the opportunity to explore different cultures and influence her outlook. Alyssa is fashion intuitive. Her sole motive is to bring fashion into its course as a therapeutic healing tool to help initiate the consciousness of the human spirit via fashion into its transmission of divine activity for overall human health and well-being, as well as it is a contributing factor for ultimate planetary awakening. Alyssa has always had an interest in fashion. She went to college for fashion design and has been working in fashion for quite some time. She is a fashion designer, having previously launched a small handmade fashion brand, Alternative Fashion. Naturally being an optimistic person, she noticed an emptiness and lack of spirit and health in fashion in general. She was then inspired to write a book that would be attributed as modern, fresh, and high fashion for the new age. She considers herself a fashion intuitive, and over the years, she has created interesting new concepts for fashion, both through artistic and philosophical channels. Healthy fashion is more than a book. It is an experience that reveals the deeper truths of fashion. The book is grounded in bringing both science and spirit together. The fashion concepts and theories are sure to inspire. I absolutely love that. And I think it, this is fascinating for me. I think our audience will find it fascinating as well because uh, personally, I have a really hard time finding fashionable looking things that I like, that I feel good in, that I look good in. And I think what you're doing is such a great service for people. So what inspired you to get into this? Well, uh, that's a good question, and thank you so much for that introduction, by the way. That was well said, and I agree with you, too, that it is hard to find clothing pieces that resonate with our own unique self, and I believe your personal style and expression is very well done. I can just see. Oh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Whatnot. You have a, a very strong personal expression through your clothing and style. And I think that's very lovely. So really what got me inspired to work in 
healthy fashion in sort of evolve fashion, help evolve fashion is my love for fashion. I started when I was 16 drawing little fashion illustrations in a notebook and I had gone to college at a university for fashion design and I always would theorize and conceptualize and philosophize fashion theories and ideas because I feel like very strongly fashion can be moved into a more healing perspective. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I had worked in mainstream fashion, at fashion retail. And when I was surrounded by all of this mainstream fashion, I felt that there was an emptiness and a void and a lack of spirit. Mm -hmm. And parallel with my work, living and working at ashrams and monasteries, having a very strong background in yoga and meditation and the healing arts. Also, I'm an energy healer. With my energy work, I really wanted to also combine mainstream fashion, eco fashion, and sort of transition it into healthy fashion. And this isn't really my idea. This is a collective happening. It's happening all over the world. I'm merely a spokesperson for it, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are not aware that we can truly make fashion a healing modality and healing tool and alternative remedy. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lots of new developments occurring and happening in regards to making fashion more higher frequency. And that's what I was drawn to your podcast is you're truly representing your own company, others, based on a high frequency. And there's a lot of low vibration and low frequency on this planet. And one way we can raise the vibration is through our clothing. Yeah, I, I love that. And, I, you know, maybe maybe it's just my uninformed impression, but my, my uninformed impression, admittedly, of uh, mainstream fashion is that it's, uh, you know, geared toward a particular image, a particular body type, a particular person, a particular, and it's, it's exclusive of the vast majority of us. And, and yet at the same time, we're told if we don't fit into that, then somehow we're not worthy and we're not good people. And it, it, so that's, that's one part of it. And then the other part about what you said about it should be healing. Uh, the, because there is a frequency, uh, color and fabric and everything has its own frequency. And we can um, use those to support our health and our well-being in every aspect of life. Exactly. And back to what you had mentioned with our mental health in fashion is in very sincere connection. And when we're looking through the marketing advertisements in the glossy fashion magazines or the high fashion ready to wear collections, you see all of the you know, thin models with the specific face, specific mm -hmm. look, and we're supposed to imitate that image. And I believe the new trend of inclusivity in fashion is not just about body type, but it's about gender, it's about race, it's about mm. 
color, ethnicity, everything, universal fashion, creating garments that can be universally effective in regards to bringing us together and in union because of all the segregation on the planet, it definitely it is involved within the fashion industry because of the ego. There's yeah. a lot of ego and there's a lot of, you know, this elitism that we're supposed to actually sort of worship in a way. We're, we're mm -hmm. supposed to worship these high fashion brands and these, these top celebrities, but it's not the truth. It's, it's really actually changing. It's changing at a rapid race, especially with social media. Everybody sort of has a place in online to express themselves and be on a platform. And when we are kind of all individually unique, but also sort of in union and being able to relate with one another, I think that that is actually an important piece with fashion and mental health, because we're all allowed to wear the clothes that other people wear. We're all sort of in this together and clothing believe it or not too there's a lot of different mental health aspects in regards to how we can perceive and treat fashion in mm -hmm. one way to honor the soul and the spirit is to use the junjian archetypes so instead of perceiving fashion as a stereotypical thing like you know a jock hippie clown you know whatever we can bring in the Junjian archetypes and perceive fashion as the innocence, the adventurer, the hero, because all of these identities we want to express are to be honored and respected. And a lot of times through media, we kind of judge clothing and we make it super excuse me, superficial and shallow. And when we do that with our clothing, we actually undermine it and we undermine ourselves. So yeah. when we bring in the Junjian archetypes and we bring in these higher types of expressions and ways to identify with our clothes and who we are, we're actually tapping into a new way of expressing ourselves within fashion. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that is such an important expression of who we are. I mean, we, we've all had the experience of wearing something and we feel fabulous in it, right? Uh, and then we've had the uh, opposite experience of wearing something and we just feel horrible. And it really, uh, you know, doesn't objectively have anything to do with the, how, the, how the clothing looks, right? It's just, is it, is it consistent with who we are and what our energy is? And, um, it, and I, I think it's, it's a two-way street, right? It's, it's not just... Uh, the, the the clothing determines how I feel, but it's also how I feel determines how I'm going to feel in the clothing, right? Does that make sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I'll add to it that when we wear our clothing in our collections, it can be very sentimental and emotional. Mm -hmm. And you can have these material items be a way of prayer and be a way of um, not just comfort and being comfortable, but a lot of times 
there's a difference between discomfort and comfort yeah. and holy, the divine, the supernatural. They would wear ergonomic, comfortable clothes that work with the body. Mm -hmm. And I did find the more sacrificial types of clothing, the clothing that creates a disconnect between the human being and the clothes and environment is the, the toxic apparel, the clothing that isn't representing the soul in, it could be called a cult, like, um, it, you know, but generally speaking, egotistical fashion, fashion mm -hmm. that's not really contributing to health. Exactly. And, and I think bringing the health aspect to it is such an important part of it because, um, you know, and, and as you were saying that, I was envisioning things that I've seen in, in fashion uh, pages on the internet. And, you know, I, I look at it and it's like, that's just, even looking at it feels uncomfortable somehow, you know, and it's, it's just not at a frequency that would be healthful for me. And, um, and yet going back to one of the things I said early on, it's a struggle sometimes to find those things. So um, somebody who is looking for that sort of clothing and expression, what, what's uh, some advice that you could give to them? Well, um, I would definitely say in regards to style and design, focus on ergonomics of the garment. And I'm talking about like the little minor details that just don't work with the body. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was just in a fitting room the other day and I tried on a, sweat, a sweater with a zipper, but the zipper was in a spot on my body that was so irritating. Mm -hmm. I said, this is the cutest sweater, but I cannot buy it because it's irritating my body. And those little nuances do add up. So in regards to creating a Zen wholesome collection of clothing, uh, a, a Zen minimal wardrobe, doesn't have to be minimal. You have to choose pieces that you know that you're going to put back on your body over and over that has a real strong connection with you mm -hmm. because we don't have a strong connection with all of the garments. Right. You really have to choose colors, textures, and really observe Will I wear this color? Will I wear this texture? How does it feel on my body? When we become in tune with our clothes in that way, we're aligning our energy body. Yeah. And it also increases our aura. And a lot of people, and I wanted to mention, undermine the power of their energy. And a healer once told me, your energy, Alyssa, is as large as a nuclear power plant. So our energy in our aura is bigger than we can possibly imagine and it's mm -hmm. not just affecting our body but when we wear clothes that can activate our energy and, and types of garments and silhouettes that are i would even go on as to say supernatural when they can carry on that type of element of being able to help support our enlightenment and our ascension. It's a very personal thing. So mm -hmm. if I tell you, I wouldn't tell you what to wear, but I would say focus on the ergonomic details. 
Focus on how it feels on your body and is it aligning your energy and your aura? Is it making you balanced? Is it making you feel confident and beautiful and whatnot? Mm -hmm. That's that's fabulous advice. I, I love that. And the idea that our clothing can actually enhance the energy that we send out into the universe um, you know, studies show that we're, we radiate energy, right? We have so many different energy fields that come from us and to consciously choose clothing that enhances that. Wow. What, what an amazing opportunity, uh, as opposed to the converse of that, when, it, you know, if we're not consciously aware of choosing clothing, then we may choose clothing that suppresses that. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And one example would be a, a restricting garment. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, I've, I had a blazer that I absolutely loved and it was just too tight. Mm -hmm. It would pull my shoulders forward. I could not move my shoulders backwards, but I wore anyways, but I sacrificed in the name of fashion, right. in the name of its aesthetic because it really wasn't helping my body and it was suppressing and it restrict restricting. So mm -hmm. yes, I agree that there's quite a bit of clothing and I've, believe me, I've, I still at times wear clothes that aren't perfect for me. Sure. And it just, it is a matter of evolution and progress in the wardrobe mm -hmm. and that takes time. Yeah. It's all interconnected with the mental body I know that you had mentioned you don't, you like talking about the five bodies and I go very deeply and heavily into fashion that is in relation to the mental body, emotional body, spiritual body, physical body, and energetic body and how intricate and complex fashion really is. Yeah. Yeah. Just like everything else. Right. And, and I think the key is mindfulness perhaps as we become more aware of these things, then we notice more how we feel in our clothing. And then we can make decisions that are consistent with that so that we're supporting ourselves rather than repressing and, and suppressing ourselves. Well, yes. And, and as to being able to cater to your style, I know that you have a very expressive signature look. And that actually supports not just your personality, but your overall energy and lifestyle. And for me personally with clothing, you don't really have to go and purchase a new wardrobe or be upset with the wardrobe you have right now. Just cater to the pieces that really help you. And that, I know it sounds simple, but it's not simple. Yeah. It's actually sort of like, a, an evolution, a progress. Mm -hmm. We're always kind of going to be drawn to some of those pieces that are possibly aesthetically pleasing but not comfortable. Mm -hmm. But choosing the ergonomic designs with hopefully plant-based or plant-blended plant -blended fibers because the, the plants, we have a very strong connection with plants when we go out into the wilderness, the ocean, the desert, we have a very high frequency and high vibration. Everything, the negativity just tends to 
just melt away. So when we wear the plants, we're actually creating that plant-human connection. So I definitely advise plants too as a well as a way of supporting your well-being. There's been scientific studies that the pH balance of cellulose and other plant fibers supports the pH of the skin. And the polyesters tend to um, be a little bit acidic. Yes. So if you do wear poly, uh, I myself included, I would wear it loosely mm -hmm. if possible. Yeah, that makes sense. So the last time I did a sweep through my closet to sort things out and eliminate things, I, I did it based on energy. And I think, it, you know, everybody has a technique that they can use for that. Is there one that you would suggest to people that, that may be very simple? Because you're right, we, this is a process. It's not like, oh my gosh, I have to go throw out everything in my closet, right? And yet I can begin the process. So what would be a good first step for somebody to begin? Well, that's really impressive that you go by energy. And as an energy healer and energy worker, I do that too. I, I'll pick up the material and I'll observe it and see if it's helping or supporting me. And I'll go into a store and I'll look at the appearance of the fabric and the de design and the silhouette. And very slowly or fast, I'll be able to know if this has a higher vibration or a lower vibration. So if you can, practice sort of identifying materials and silhouettes that have a higher or lower frequency. It's not just the content of the material. Right. It's also the design of the silhouette. Are the shapes helping me or do they make me feel frumpy or do they make me feel like I don't want to go out and be in public in it? You know, there's different types of things that we can focus on. And it really is an important part of identifying with your wardrobe. I think all of us are energy workers and we work with our own energy all the time. So practicing being able to tune into the frequency of our garments would be perfect. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the mindfulness part of it, you know, as we become more mindful of our environment, including our clothing, then, it, you know, we're, we're more likely to make wise decisions in that regard, instead of just whatever fashion is, you know, oh, I'm going to buy that because it's popular and everybody else is buying it, right? Um, I, I remember several years ago, orange was very popular color. And uh, I went to a, a relative's wedding in Germany and half the women were wearing orange. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not sure everybody <laughs> is a good fit for orange, but nevertheless, there they were, you know? And so uh, it's those kinds of things, just being mindful of, it, you know, do I really want to wear the chartreuse thing? Do I really want to wear the orange or the magenta or whatever it is? Or do I want to wear that frequency that's more aligned with me? Yes. And when I um, approached fashion design as a supernatural element, 
a supernatural style, we can focus on more of the divine holy clothing when we don't have to go out and dress in a robe like the gurus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, we can have adaptations to the robe and design, and it still has some of those spiritual effects. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. It could be as simple as a white t-shirt that could be super holy and divine. Mm-hmm. It's really how it is what it's doing to work for you. Yeah. And I, I do go into detail about spiritual fashion and how in order to elevate the fashion industry, we can use fashion almost like a crystal, uh, like an activation, because basically plants, cotton for instance, is crystalline. Mm. Cellulose is made up of crystalline material. So what I talk about too is the all of our negative energies absorb into the fibers. And that's why we have to launder. It's not just because of, of getting rid of the dirt. Mm-hmm. We are constantly releasing all of these emotions that get absorbed into the plant material. And that's why I love plant-based fabrics because they are like crystals. They, they mm-hmm. absorb this energy and they also work as a crystal, behave like a crystal. So the, the act of laundering, and if you don't launder all your clothes all the time, that's fine too. You can spritz it with essential oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can air dry it out into the fresh air, open air. Uh, there's different ways of cleansing your clothes and the energy of your clothes. So whether or not your materials are perfect, it does get down to the point of laundering and being able to uh, activate the materials with uh, you know, sea salt laundry mm-hmm. detergent. They have some sea salt. Some of the sea salt is really cleansing. You could sage your clothes, do different types of things. But yes, I I love the idea of clothing material acting as a crystal. And when you had said our energy expands out into the universe, that's quite correct. And when we wear this crystalline clothing, the the crystal actually is going to expand our energy even more because that's what a crystal, how a crystal works. Right. Yeah. it, it can, it's the focal point to expand it as well as to focus it, which is amazing, right? Yes, very good so, point. Um, yeah, that, uh, this is just so fascinating. I just, I love this whole topic. Um, so I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, in my coaching, I use an acronym and it's MSG. That stands for mindset, skill set, get off your asset. <laughs> and I, I think that incorporates a lot of very important principles, right? Because we can we can have the mindset and we can have the skills, but if we're not taking action, then what good is it? It's just philosophy. And I love philosophy. And yet we're present in the world. We want to take action in the world. So as you look at your life and, and the fabulous background that you have and your career, Is there an overarching principle that you would look to that you believe has contributed to your success? 
Yes, uh, I would say um, connecting with my spirit guides. I would visit Mount Shasta, an energy vortex in yeah. Northern California. Yeah. And I would visit this mountain continually. I was living up there for quite a while and I was receiving uh, activations, channel activations, and I was connecting with my higher self and my spirit guides. And I noticed that while I gave up my disconnect from higher self or great spirit or whatnot, when I gave that up, I was able to really be a lot more comfortable within myself and complete my mission more and more, knowing that I had the support of my spirit guides, the high archangels, the ascended masters, and even some of the ancient civilization beings, the Lumerians, the ancient uh, healers of our day. With that support and with visiting the different energy vortexes along California in the West Coast, I was able to channel that high frequency and I was also to gain, I was also able to gain very sincere support with knowing what I'm doing is correct. And it made me happy. It gives me happiness. Yeah, that's fabulous. I, I know, I, I believe, and it's my experience that when we are connected in that way, and we have that sure and certain knowledge that we're on the right path. It's such a bliss and such a joy in life. Yes. In this world, it's not easy. It's quite yeah. challenging. There's a lot of toxicity and negativity. But when I, when I zone in on the, say, Joshua Tree or Lake Tahoe or Mount Shasta or Monterey Bay Coast, all those vortexes, when I zone in on those vortexes, I actually just pick up an, an energy rush just from thinking of those places mm -hmm. because of how, because what the, these energy vortexes are doing is activating the entire planet's energy grid line. And when we're exposed to these channels, we are becoming a channel, but we're also tuning into that high energy that's incredible. It, mm -hmm. it, it's not something that I personally feel 24-7, but I'm trying to <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and and that's the thing right it's uh we may not always be in, in full conscious awareness of the connection and yet it, we can always tap into it when we need to exactly yeah so last question how can people get in touch with you uh, you can get in touch with me at my website. My website is www.hsandhealthyfsandfashioncampaign. And if you scroll down to my footer, you'll see all my social media. If you'd like to follow any of my social media, I'm on Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, like pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. So everybody make sure you check the show notes because all of that information will be there so that you can reach out and connect with Alyssa. And Alyssa, thank you again for being here. I have absolutely loved our conversation today. Me too. It was so gorgeous. That was awesome. <laughs> thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Make sure you check in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcast.